Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 and back. Mm, 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 and we're back. I wish you could see my shoulder pop right now, Mandy. Boom, boom. <laughs> I, can, I felt it in your voice, so. <laughs> I was like, she's shoulder popping. <laughs> I am. Uh, so it's how the was your freaking week? weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some okay. family-friendly fun events. What That's are you what doing? Um, we have a lot of stuff. We have... Um, our well, my new cousin. I'm, he's my cousin. I'm just considering it. My cousin uh, is having a housewarming and Yonkers, beautiful exotic Yonkers. Actually, he and his wife, shout out to Denny and Isora, are like our biggest fans. Um, like they know more about me from the podcast. Like if I, if I have a message for them, basically I should give it to them in the podcast because yeah. <laughs> they're always like, oh man. So hi, they're they're doing a housewarming and they they're little boy. Um, he just turned two years old. Is like the most adorable little golden nugget ever. His name is Santiago. Aww. I'm putting Aww. all their business out there. I know. Santiago. That name is so adorable too. Like I could just see, hey, Santiago. I know. We call him <laughs> little Santi. And they have number two on the way. Ooh. I know. So it's about to be a full house. Um, and he saw her like I could gush about her forever. She's like a badass high school principal. Mm-hmm. She actually is a principal downtown. I'm putting all her business out, but I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> one time I had dinner with Isora and she was like, you know, uh, she was like, I really want a night with the girls, you know, let's go to this great taco place in my neighborhood. And we all met up and suddenly she's a little bit older than me. And suddenly I was at a table with like four principals, superintendents. It was like the most trippy experience of my life. Like you realize you're old when you're like having dinner with someone you used to fear. Oh, right. It's like all of these people who who had the power to put you in detention. <laughs> yes, Isora. You know, Mandy needs that sometimes. Oh my God, two babies! I can't even fathom one. I know. Whenever I see people with like their kids, especially if I babysit or whatever, and then I go home, I'm like, Oh my God, they don't get to go home. This is home. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get to give that baby back. I know. It seems like so much. I mean, that's why they make God makes babies so darn cute. Because just when you're like, I can't do this anymore, the baby looks like looks at you like, yes, you can. Look at this face. <laughs> I know, but do you know what I, and maybe I'm a negative Nancy, but do you know what I always think about when I see how much parents, like see parents gushing over their babies and whatever? I always think, but but that baby's going to hate you in like 15 years. And that baby's like going to be a little brat and like it's going to wreck the car and stay out too late and like miss their curfew. Then they're going to be like 30 and they're going to start trying to boss you around about your health and what you do with your life like <laughs> I do with my mom. <laughs> and I'm like sometimes my mom I'm like why do you like me? I'm such a brat. 
<laughs> she's like, I pushed you out. So, you know, I we've know. got a bond. <laughs> Yay to mommies. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And then we have a surprise birthday tonight. And then tomorrow, one of my one of my really dear friends from Nebraska is visiting the big old city of New York. New so, York. Have they ever been to New York before? Um, yeah, thank God, because that means I'm not going to end up doing like the, you know, Times Square and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm always I'm here for friends when they visit for all the meals. Like I'll meet you for brunch, for dinner. Like I will be your meal tour tour guide. I'm, I'm down <laughs> for that. But first, first, first mention I hear of Statue of Liberty, and I'm like out the door. Yeah, Bye. right. Here's a camera. Bye. Yep. So it'll be it'll be a packed weekend, but fun. So I've got some news, but I'm like hesitant to share it because I'm like some some of our podcast listeners they might know Superman. If you do, <gasps> you have, wait, what? you have you had better keep your mouth shut if you know Superman. So I was talking to Superman the other day, and I was telling him one of my um, really great friends, Madeline. Uh, she's got this business called Traveling Mad, and she travels all over the world. And once a year, we we don't even like we live in the same town, but we never hang out. But when it comes comes to travel, like that's like my favorite travel buddy. So she hit me up the other day, was like, "Hey Tiff, it's time for our birthday, you know, trip. We usually go in October because we're both born in October." Oh, that's right. You know, and so she said, "You know, let's go. We're thinking between Thailand or um, Iceland." Those and are two very different lands. I know. <laughs> So anyway, she texted me and I was telling him, I was like, oh, Superman, you know, my birthday trip this year is either going to be Thailand or Iceland. And he was like, you're going to be away on your birthday. And I was like, what? He was like, he was just looking so disappointed. I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to take it later in November because that's the time she has off from work. And he was like, oh, he looked so relieved. And you know me, nosy wosy was like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, hmm. But I didn't say anything. I just I just thought to myself, that seems curious. And, and then, this is like put the nail in the coffin. I'm like trying to not talk too loud because Superman is in the other room. So last night, we were talking. And he was like, you should have a, a party this year for your birthday, randomly. Meanwhile, I'm turning 37. Because <laughs> like 37, that's not. And I was like, why? Like, it's not it's not a major milestone birthday and I've, I don't ever have birthday parties. He's like, you should just have a party. You should invite everybody. And I was like, and it took me a moment. Cause I'm all slow. And I'm like, I don't know. Then I was like, wait, I think I might, <laughs> you know what that means? So I'm not going to say it out loud because I'm just claiming it internally that. Okay. Knock on some wood. Yes. We're going to knock. That, uh, He's like, know. wouldn't it be cool if you just had all your family, friends, and all your loved ones all around you in a circle? And like, if you wore a really nice dress and got your nails done. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you don't go away on your birthday like you normally do in your home. Yeah. And I was like, look man, at it. You got too big. I had no idea what was coming, man. You have two big, like, two big signs. I know. I think that he thought that he was giving like slick signs because I was looking because <laughs> I'm like, what is he talking about? When do you care that, you know, I'm not home on my birthday? Because I always go away like usually on my birthday during the week, you know, because yeah. he's, he's not big, big, big on traveling. So I'm like, since when is he? Oh, so I already got to queue up, a, queue up the best friend. Like, I'm going to need you to make a phone call. because <laughs> I don't want him to do this alone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, that's what I did. I put my friend, I put, I gave my, my confidant a Pinterest board with my, what I liked. And I was like, you now have the key to what, to what I need. Deliver it unto him when he asks thee. I know, right? I was like, do you have Drina's number? Do you have Drina's number? <laughs> I don't like Drina. Here's his. Just call him. Like, hey, just checking in on you. So. 
<laughs> she may have already been in talks with him. You never know. She would have told me. <laughs> but here's my advice to you: stop looking for stop stop looking for signs now because okay. you really want it to be special. And I, I I almost ruined it for myself a couple times by spite by like fake snooping. Like I'm not really snooping. His computer just open. I'm just gonna see, I'm just gonna check my email on his computer. It's closest to me, so it all makes sense. And like, <laughs> And, oh, his email's up. I'm just going to sign out. Oh, my eyes just passed over that one email. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Because it would be terrible for, like, I mean, I know he wants me to be surprised on my birthday. Well, look at me. I'm all claiming it. Like, yeah, girl. Meanwhile, my birthday will come and pass. And I'm like, so I had a party, Mandy. It was great. I got a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's got to know that, though. Every holiday for the next year, you will be, some part of you will wonder, is this going to be it? And then, yeah, I just might as well get it over with. Now, right? Put her out of her misery, Superman. I know. Come on, so we can move on and make this baby happen. <laughs> you know that. I want to segue because yeah. did you watch the DNC this week? Any of the speeches? I'm not gonna lie, no, because <gasps> I don't know my, my spirit. <laughs> I know my spirit was rocked with what I did see of the RNC, and I was just like, I'm gonna take no. a break. That was the perfect cure for your RNC blues. <laughs> You didn't watch Michelle's speech? I you didn't I watch gonna... Obama's speech? Or... I said I was going to watch it later. Because oh, I was just like, no. I was over politic. I was like, I'm going to take a break from politics if for a I'm week. not, if, like, if any of you guys are feeling the racial syndrome, what is that fatigue, that Aquila, yeah. you know, <laughs> racial discussion, disease fatigue or whatever, this will, this will give you back the life that you have lost. Like okay. this, and it's not just the thing. So you have, I mean, Michelle Obama opened up the convention on Monday with like, what is going to go down in history as one of the most extraordinary speeches in FLOTUS history. That is the story of this country. The story that has brought me to this stage tonight. The story of generations of people who felt the lash of bondage the shame of servitude, the sting of segregation, but who kept on striving and hoping and doing what needed to be done so that today I wake up every morning in a house that was built by slaves. And, and, and I watch my daughters, two beautiful, intelligent black young women, playing with their dogs on the White House lawn. And, be and because of Hillary Clinton, my daughters and all our sons and daughters now take for granted that a woman can be President of the United States. anyone ever tell you that this country isn't great, that somehow we need to make it great again, because this right now is the greatest country on earth. Oh, it's amazing. And then, um, I mean, of course, President Obama gave a stellar speech. I think that was on Wednesday, but it wasn't even just the famous people. It was there was a man, a Muslim man, who gave a speech, and he, so he's standing there and he's talking about his son, who's Muslim, 
um, and fought and fought on the side of America in the Iraq war and died in 2004. And he just gave this incredibly moving speech. And he, you know, talks to Donald Trump and he's like, you know, at one point he asks, do you have you read the constitution? I can give you a, a copy of mine. It talks about Liberty for all. And, um, it was such as like the answer to all the hate and all the fear mongering and all the lies that we've been hearing on the other side. Um, uh, like just so good. And then there was performances, Alicia Keys, Lenny Kravitz, um, Andra Day did rise up. Oof. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you it was, it was good stuff. And then of course, Miss Hills won the nomination and then that was like historic moment in it's in and of itself. Yeah, um, for sure. And that, in that fly little white suit. Did you see the, um, there was like a meme that was hilarious. It was like, it was a little white boy. It's a, it's a cartoon of these three kids, standing side by side, a little white boy. And underneath it says, I know I can be president. And at the bottom it says, since 1716. And there's a little black boy in the middle. I know I can be president. And at the bottom it says, since 2008. And then the little girl, I know I can be president since yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought that was like, wow, isn't that so crazy? (laughs) It took forever. But I'm so, you know what? Forget what, I mean, I'm actually like, I am team Hillary, but I... And, you know, I, I hear all the, the haters and, like, whatever. But, like, you just have to sit back and appreciate the moment. Like, first woman in history, not not just to be – to be um, and, you know, she could be the first woman president. But just the fact that she was nominated, the first to be nominated for president. Yeah. For people to say you are worthy of being president. And she had to work harder than any – like, is her – like, come on. I love Obama like everyone else. Huge Barack Obama fan. I voted for him. But, like, her resume, like – and he even said it during his speech. She is more qualified than he is to be president. And it's mm-hmm. true. And it's crazy that she's sort of, you know, punished almost for her, for the breadth of her experience and the breadth of her time in Washington and, and you know, how long she's been a public servant. But you just can't knock her resume. Like, yeah. give, give her some respect. And also, too, you know, they knock it because she's not. It's so crazy because if she was like this, like, super smiling, hey, girls, kind of girl. Like, it's almost like people don't, people are like, she doesn't smile enough. She's not as warm. But if she was warm and super smiley, you'd say she's not serious. Yeah. And since when do women have to smile to make you feel good? Like, I hate that. Girl, smile. I know I have resting bitch face. Take it. I'm sure (laughs) Hillary, that just stuff rolls off her pantsuit shoulders. Like, she has probably heard that her entire life. Right? I feel like she can take it. Like, she, she's heard all the sexist remarks. She's been the only the only woman in the room. She's been on Capitol Hill. Like she's been the wife, you know, watching her husband cheat on her in the public eye. Like she's yeah. been that. She's been everything. She's been the grandmother. She's been Secretary of State. Like what else do we want from her? Give her the job. <laughs> but but I, yeah, there was a there was one moment everyone sort of talking about you know cross apart from the speeches. But so it is you know Melania Trump Melania Trump. You know how she was oh, found boy. to have plagiarized. Uh, Mama Michelle's speech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Melania Trump, if you don't know, if you're living under a rock, basically gave her big, her big uh, potential flotus moment and gave a speech about how she, you know, was an immigrant and, you know, the American dream. And turns out she plagiarized like a big chunk of Michelle Obama's speech from 2008 or whenever the, before Obama was elected. Anyway, Melania was wearing this like very, you know, all white kind of puffy sleeved supermodel dress. And wouldn't you know, at the end of the convention, this representative from Ohio, Representative Beattie, don't forget (laughs) her name, Representative Joyce Beattie of Ohio, gave her own speech in support of Hillary wearing the exact same dress. And just to paint a picture, 
She is a beautiful black woman of a certain age with glistening, like glowy, silver, salt and pepper hair, perfectly curled with pearls and pearl jewelry and just like pearl earrings looking fabulous and wearing the exact same dress that Melania wore. This like super, you know, more traditional, like supermodel type woman. Um, And then after the speech, she's like, oh, did Melania wear this? Oh, I didn't realize. Ah. And she said, but you know, I think she said something like my husband bought it for me. So I decided to wear it. But you know, when I spoke, I used my own words. I Uh, uh, I said, if you don't read, don't come for these, um, for these, uh, silver Fox women, they will read you, honey. I was like, yeah, that part I did see. Oh, you saw that part. There was a, I posted this, I'm going to post on the group too, but there was this L that's kind of like, he's like the male version of awesomely lovey. Okay. Uh, Art Eric Thomas. He writes for L.com. Don't ask me how. He's like a, a comedian. Anyway, he wrote the most hilarious, hilarious, um, like, lovey style post about this moment and, like, the, how the shade was real, like, all the memes, like, Mar- like Mariah, when Mariah, that infamous Mariah line when she's, like, talking about Jennifer Lopez. I don't know her. She's like, I don't know her. <laughs> like, oh, Mariah is the shade co-weed. <laughs> Oh, her? I don't, I don't know her. Mm. And yeah. she's like, but I mean, like, I know of her, but that's not what you asked. I don't know her. Yes, Mariah. And then, <laughs> and last but not least, when finally Hillary wins and this, like, avalanche of balloons falls down and none other than Bill Clinton looks like a child at Discovery Zone at yes. Chuck E. Cheese. Like, <laughs> the expression on his face, kicking the balloons. And there's this one, there's this one gif of him just, like, lightly. He's like, he's trying to play with the balloons without making it. Without, like, actually, like, trying, he's like, oh, I'm just, you're not going to see me, but wee, like, I'm just going to, like, push his balloons in the air. But he's having, like, the time of his life. (laughs) It is very, very silly. He's kicking the balloons, and, oh, he just looks, it looks like, he looks like he became president. He's already done it twice. (laughs) Oh, Bill. (laughs) Billy, Billy. Anyway, if you guys go, just go to YouTube, watch the speeches. At least, I mean, like, make at least watch Michelle's. I mean, okay, I will. We we owe her that much. It'll make you, it'll make you cry for the fact that she's leaving. I miss her as much as I support Hillary. I'm just so sad that they're leaving. Yeah, but they need their life back. I can only imagine. I'm sure she's like, get me the hell out of here. Right. I just want to play Beyonce with the windows rolled down. <laughs> you see how they try to come for um their oldest daughter, talking about she skipped it to go to Lollapalooza. She skipped the um the DNC. Oh, did she? So what? Yeah. She's a, she's a she's child. 18. First of all, all the all the former Republican presidents skipped the RNC, as well as all these other people of no. She's 18. She doesn't need to be there. He's not running. I'm sure she was like, I'm an adult, so I'm going to choose. I'm going to make a conscious choice to unchoose this DNC. Bye, guys. Yeah. What? Yeah, Wait. some people are just crazy. I'm glad she's like living a normal life. What was that noise? Oh, did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> oh, something to sorry. I just I put on a website and it started playing. Oh crap! I'll edit that out. My bad. <laughs> Autoplay. Um, Kmos. Anything else in the news? Um, just some silliness by um little bow wow. I posted on my own page. Whoa! So for, Throwback. Yeah. So little bow wow and all his ignorance. He did a uh, an interview. I forget with who, but he said. That he cannot relate to the civil rights movement and to the the ills that people of color are facing. For those of you who don't know, Little Bow Wow used to be like a rapper back in many the, of you may not know, <laughs> right? For real, because he's he he was literally when he was a rapper, he was like 
eight, nine years old. But now he's like on BET as like a host and stuff. But Google Little Bow Wow. He was totally adorable. He was like a protege of Snoop Dogg, which I hope you do know. Um, and so anyway, he says, even though he is clearly black and like not like like black, like brown skin, black, like, no, you cannot mistake him for something other that he does not relate to civil rights movement or the trouble that black people are facing right now because he is. And I quote mixed. Um. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So, of course, black Twitter commenced to dragging him. Dragging him, I just love black Twitter, dragging him, <laughs> and they dragged him hard and long. And one thing, so I wrote, and usually I don't write like shade on my personal page, but I saw this funny quote somebody wrote about him, so I had to share it. And it was, Don't shoot, I'm mixed. Dash <laughs> little bow. <laughs> like, little bow, we don't sit your black behind down. Like, just don't, you don't have to say anything. I don't understand why people don't get that. You know, you don't have to say anything. Yes, you have freedom of speech, but it doesn't mean you have freedom from consequences. So he is the new Raven Simone. And it was kind of giggly. And actually, that leads me into what I'm going to take for my brown break. Well, let me just quickly say they do not speak for all mixed people. <laughs> I, I, we do not. We, we don't own him. We're going to trade him for someone else. <laughs> Nobody wants a little bow wow. We're like, we're trying to figure <laughs> out which team in the black sit that we should send him to because we don't want him. Him and Raven did Simone you, are a package deal. Someone else can have them. Did you see the black sit movement? Hashtag yes. black sit. <laughs> yes. It's like the, if, if all black people just exited America, it's like you should go. It's like, uh, I just, I'll post on the blog, but it's um, on the, on the Facebook page, but it's 21 things we're taking with us. If we leave, it's like Beyonce, duh, yep. the Obamas, <laughs> the word fleek, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> The Whip and Nene, Rhythm, Soul Food, Hot Sauce, Oprah, Corn Rose, Gospel Music, Will Smith, <laughs> Morgan oh, yeah. Freeman's Voice, Shondaland. Oh. Yes, Shondaland. Oh, man, this is funny. Uh, and then Awesome Lovey took it even further on her site, which if you just like want the double whammy. Love Lovey. Yeah, I love Lovey. Yeah, yeah, I heard you do. It's funny how she's still <laughs> not on the show. I know, and I just missed her. So yesterday I spoke at um, – I spoke at a Black Girls Rock has this um, summer conference for young women of color called Black Girls Lead. And so for the second time we spoke, like when I first met Lovey, I met her last year there and she hit me up. She was like, oh man, I just missed you by an hour. So she spoke an hour after me, but I spoke yesterday and it was pretty awesome teaching. Like it was like 160 something young women of color, some basic personal financial things. And it was fun. A lot of fun. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
All right, guys. Well, we usually do this later in the show, but I want to. We're going to answer questions later in the show, but I want to do my little call out now while you're still listening. If you have questions you want us to answer, money or career wise, you can send us an email at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com and you may hear your question on the show. So, do you want a brown break or are you going to brown boost? I am going to give a boost this week. All right, so I'm going to do a break. So I'll go first. That way we can get out of the get the bad energy out of the way. Okay. So, so I had posted. I'm afraid. No, no, it wasn't anything crazy. I posted yesterday that I was super excited to be speaking at Black Girls Rocks Summer Camp for Girls, Black Girls Lead, and you know, and most people were like, "Yes, girl." And then a high school friend. So I went to majority white high school, and when I mean majority, I mean there was like hmm, five black kids in my um in my uh my high school class. Um. And so I had friends, you know, I had black friends, I had African friends since I'm African and I had white friends. And so one of, she wasn't really a friend, but definitely we were cool in high school, wrote under my post, this is the problem with people today. Everything is separated by race. Why can't all girls rock? Oh. And I was like. She's one of them. Yes. So I resisted the urge to drag her because I knew her, you know. And I don't know her to be like a, you know, a negative, terrible person. So I wrote her back and I just said that all girls do rock and that I think you're mistaken black girls rock with, with the saying that like only black girls rock. What this means is that black girls rock too. I said, Donna, you don't, you don't, and I don't care about saying her name because she put herself out there. You don't understand what it's like to be black in America because you're not. And I can understand that, that you don't understand because how can you? And I said, because there's so many negative images for young women of color that this is supposed to counteract that. And so we're not saying that other girls don't rock. We're saying, Hey, black girl, I know they tell you otherwise, but you rock too. And I said, Donna, I see you have two beautiful daughters and I would hope that you would want for them what everybody wants for their children to be loved and looked after and, and told that they're great. And that's what this is supposed to do. And she went on to say something like, well, I'm, I'm white and I live in Newark and living in Newark was 10 times harder than I'm sure you living in Westfield. One, I was like, well, I would not know what it's like to be a white woman living in Newark, just like you do not know what it was like to be a black young woman living in Westfield. So that's one. And two, living in Newark is a choice. Living amongst a predominantly black community literally is a rare choice that you can make. I cannot choose to not live amongst majority white people. That's called life. Hmm. Like this is America. Like, you know, there's no, I mean, yes, I live in Newark, but for the most part, it's, it's very few pockets where it's like that. Like girl, my whole life is like how, if you're feeling that way about living in Newark and people have treated you a certain way because of your race, hello, then you should know how I feel. That's how it feels for every single day for every other black person out there. And um, yeah, I don't know. She like wrote me something. I guess somebody ended up dragging her. So she took down her comment, but it just had me thinking to myself, like, you know, like when I was in high school, Donna hung out with the black kids. It wasn't like she was, she had friends of all races. She was a cool girl. You know, I always liked her. She's always been nice. So it's not even like I could separate myself and be like, oh, that's that racist chick. And so it had me really thinking about like, you know, how people think and how they cannot relate. And how, how do you change that? I didn't, you know, she even, she sent me an email and I wanted to, I don't know what to say to like have her think 
differently. And I guess she's thinking the same way about me. She still thinks it's wrong to separate. And I'm like, ugh. And so I, I don't guess think I'm just- that there's anything you can say. It's up to her. Like, we, it's not our responsibility to teach them what they're doing. Like, it's not our responsibility to explain to them what we mean behind the movement. Like, we understand. We get it. They need to catch up. Like, I think we put a lot of – and that's where the frustration comes from because we constantly want to convince everyone else of our experiences and that our experiences matter and that we, our voices matter. And if they don't want to hear it, then that's, you know, fine. I don't – you you'll be lost trying to convince these people – that they're wrong and that our experiences matter and that our voices matter. It's my kind of cynical opinion. But I think just to take that pressure off yourself, like, you, you don't have to. Yeah. So what's your brown boost? Um, well, I wish it was something better, like, really good to, like, follow that. But I was going to give a boost to financial planners. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good. Go ahead. I was going to talk okay. about that. <laughs> so uh, Honey Boo Boo and I – ooh, I mean – Fiance Boo and I, Honey Boo Boo, may she rest in peace. I don't know where she is. Wherever you are, Honey Boo Boo, I hope someone's helping you. <laughs> Fiance Boo and I, so we obviously are preparing to journey into the next phase of marriage and all that kind of crap. But I, we've been talking, we've been trying to like figure out how our finances are going to function when we're getting, when we're married. And we kind of have a good system going now, but, um, you know, we're talking about weddings and buying a house and maybe having kids and like it's just a lot of it just feels like the most crucial time in our life like this is when we could either make great decisions or we could like fuck it all up so I thought it would be we thought it would be a good idea to start interviewing financial planners like someone who can kind of like help like be our coach throughout this next year and really help us like set us up for the goals we want to achieve and like get a professional opinion who's going to like look at our finances and just say, well, here's what you want and here's what you can afford and here's what you can't afford right now. But, you know, here's a plan to get you there in the next like two, three, four, five years or whatever. So I wanted to give a shout out. We haven't officially like hired our financial planner, but we've interviewed a couple and I, I really wanted to find someone who was like near us in New York who had like an idea of what it costs to live here. But then who also is is used to talking to young couples like us. And I don't know if you've noticed, but whenever you hear financial planners or you see them, like it's mostly over 70 Mm -hmm. white dudes, not exactly. And, you know, they're used to dealing with like Betty and George who are, you know, have retirements and nest eggs and things like that and are later in life. But there's not really that many younger financial planners and especially female financial planners. So. Um, I wanted to give a shout out, especially to the XY Planning Network, xyplanningnetwork.com. It's a network of XY, like Generation X, Generation Y financial planners who are specializing in working with people in their own age demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I went to XY Planning and I already know, I know Alan Moore who created this network. Um, I met him just through work. And so I was like, Alan, I'm going to try using XY Planning Network. And we started interviewing planners. And um, it's been great. Like most of them, and they're all like virtual. They're not virtual planners, but a lot of them are, they, you know, are happy to work with clients who aren't necessarily in the same state. So you don't have to like meet with them face to face. But we talked to one planner who makes several trips to New York a year. She's based in Atlanta and has like face to face visits with you. But then a lot of the work is done online like through Skype and um, they all are very tech savvy so they make it so easy for you to like work with them and around your schedule and all that kind of stuff so 
I'm excited for this next phase and I'm, I love, I'm really excited about the financial planner and just knowing that we're going to have someone who's impartial and like un- mm. unemotional about art. Cause you know, there's so many emotions. I mean, 99% of financial planning is like controlling the emotion of your client. When your client is like, but I've always dreamed of having a house in the mountains and in the suburbs. And they're like, okay, well that's a dream fantasy. Here's reality. Like here's what the numbers say. And I, I feel like we really need that, especially like these are huge decisions we're going to make in the next year, like huge ones, you know, where we're going to live, where we want to raise kids, you know, where we're going to work and, and, uh, you know, even just like planning for a honeymoon, that kind of crap. Like, how are we going to achieve all this stuff in the next couple of years? So, uh, that's all I got. Well, I think having a financial planner, the earlier, the better. And if you're right, especially when you're dealing with boo, having somebody who's impartial. So that way you both can be like, kind of like, you can kind of root out and be like, well, I don't have to. I don't have to worry that, you know, that this is a Mandy plan or a, you know, finance, um, what's it called? A honey boo-boo plan. Not honey boo-boo. Fiance <laughs> boo. Fiance. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, the words are escaping me. A fiance boo plan. But yeah, just having somebody, a third, third listening ear is mm-hmm. a, is a great idea. So I'm excited for you guys. I mean, I think it's time for next level for everyone when it comes to our money. I'm not using this person to earn money like it's not that kind of relationship like I'm not that's like more of an investment broker like someone who who says I'm going to invest your assets in these five categories and then we're going to get these returns at the end of the year like that's not this relationship this is someone who literally is going to create like we're going to tell her our goals him or her here's our goals here's what we earn you help us come up with a step-by-step plan make tell us how much we need to be saving tell Uh. us Tell us how we can structure our finances so that we can both have joint accounts, but then still have our own independent accounts. I see what you mean. You know, and she's going to look or he's going to look at our holistic finances, you know, look at student loan debt and, you know, what our liabilities and what our assets are. And then tell us, here's how much house you can afford. Here's how much, here's how much down payment you can afford. And you should start saving this month a month, this much money a month, put it in this account to save toward the down payment. That kind of advice. I, I see almost like I'm like like it's like getting like an accountant. I think because when people think financial advisor, you know, sometimes when I read these books, it's like, well, if your financial advisor fees are more than what you're making a year, it's not a good investment. But I don't think like that when I'm hiring my accountant or hiring my lawyer or whatever. I'm more so thinking like this is a professional person that I'm hiring to give me advice so I can move in the, in, in the best direction possible. So oh, separating yeah. like, OK, I like that. Definitely. Financial planner, advisor, they're kind of used interchangeably. I guess in the best sense, this is like a financial plan. It's called the XY planning network. So they're all planners. Okay. Um, okay. I like that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I feel like I got my affirmation then. <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> don't even like somebody. So I was at this thing called ColorCom and this lady like, so I told this to Mandy, but I think it's fun. And that, and someone recognized my voice and they were like, oh my God, are you Tiffany from the um, Brown Ambition podcast? And we were giggling and I was like, you know, I'm the silly one. And she was like, yeah, but Mandy's really funny too, but like low key, like she's like the straight man, funny. I was like, what? Mandy goes, throws those jabs. You're like, oh, okay. I see you. <laughs> So I think that we did our brown break and I feel like, I don't know if we have any questions, but I feel like your financial brown boost kind of answered probably a question or two for someone. I do have a quick question Okay, from a reader and 
oh, maybe I'll save this one. We might have a very special guest. We might have our very first Brand Ambition listener come on the podcast. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her now. And I haven't even asked Tiffany for permission, but I'm just going to, like, I, I have a feeling you'll like her. So we got an email from one of our listeners named Kiana. Hi, Kiana. Um, she's a therapist based in Houston, but she said she's had a bucket list goal to travel the world with, my, with her nine-year-old daughter, starting with the 50 states, to be completed by the time she's ni- uh, 13, so in the next four years. Um, and then after that, she's going to travel every year internationally to a different continent. So by the time her daughter is 20, she's seen the entire world. Is this not the best mom ever? Yeah. So currently, Kiana and her nine-year-old little girl are on a road trip covering 12 states, primarily in the Midwest. They're going to Arkansas, Tennessee. That's not really the Midwest, but okay. Um, Missouri, Ohio. Okay, here we get in there. Indiana, (laughs) Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Uh, And if you don't love her already, additionally, she says, we're doing community service and group activities with children and families along the way. Um, They did Pacific Northwest Coast over the Christmas holiday. And they're planning on going to New England next summer. And I just love this email so much and, like, what she's doing for her daughter. So I thought we should have Kiana come talk about it on the show. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, how do you finance a trip like that, you know, and financially, how is she planning it? And, I mean, her little – oh, we should have her daughter on, too, to tell us, you know, what she's learning along the way. That's awesome. And doing service, too. No, that's awesome. To travel and be of service. Yeah, those two things are great. I was just happy to go to 4-H camp for a week. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just, like, how many episodes of Price, is, Price of Right, no, Price is Right did I watch between the ages of 9 and 13? Probably, <laughs> like, hundreds, because that's what I did with my free time. Uh, we used to, there used to be this camp that we'd walk to. It was called Recreation. If any of y'all from Roselle, New Jersey, you remember Recreation. That's honestly. what the camp was called? They couldn't come up with anything better? You know, and at the time, <laughs> I didn't realize that Recreation was like, like, I didn't, I didn't understand the, the meaning of the word Recreation. And so I just thought that that was like a name, like Mandy, like, oh, we go to Recreation. Like, oh, girl, that's so un- <laughs> <laughs> That's like someone put it in there as a placeholder and they were like, uh, I guess we'll just leave it. when I got older and I said the word out loud I was like I saw somebody who I went to camp with I was like girl remember we used to go to recreation then I realized wait was that the name that's terrible and anyway yeah so it was just really like a day camp you would walk like three miles (laughs) too and and you just play outside basically with like some like teens and like young adults watching you making sure you didn't kill yourself and then walk home so your parents could get a break from you in the summertime oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. i learned how to play double dutch i learned how to play checkers don't you ever wonder i wonder if i could still do double dutch i was quite the uh cinderella lost her fella had a dress and something yellow (laughs) (laughs) no i can't even i was like i moved right before i really got the hang of it so we went from roselle which was like I would say it was, a, it was a mixed town, but I would say more brown than not. Um, and then we moved to Westfield, which was like hardly any brown. And I was just learning how to double dutch the summer that we moved. So I clearly lost all my brown girl skills. Like Miss Mary Mack, all the hand games. Remember, remember oh, Sly? Oh, my God. Sly to the left, to the right. To, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, I never heard that one. It's slide one, 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 two. Oh, two. oh okay. That's how you did it in New Jersey. Well, in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Where you do the, oh, man, okay. I'm, like, doing yeah. it to myself, but no one's here. I know, right? I like Miss Mary Mac. Oh, my God. There were so many fun games, like, girl fun games that used to play. But, um, yeah, so, yes, those days. So, yeah, so that's awesome. Her, right? That's awesome what her mom is doing for her. 
So shout out to Kiana and um, yeah, I'd love to have you guys in the show. We're going to be in touch, Kiana. So if you're listening on the road with your daughter, we'll be in touch. Get you guys in the show soon. And uh, we have a quick, super sexy question about mortgage I wanted to answer from our listener, Nina, who sent a question a couple weeks ago. So I wanted to get to it real quick. So Nina says, it's a question kind of for her mom. She says, my mom has about $47,000 left on her mortgage. She's lived in the same house since 1987 and refinanced in 1995 after my dad passed away. She was in her, she's in her 80s now and living on a fixed income. But every year her mortgage payment goes up and I believe it's at 6% interest. What are some options to reduce her monthly payment and interest rate? Should she refinance I purchased a home last August at 4.25% with a $1,400 a month mortgage, and I put $15,000 down. Should I refinance as the rates are lower now, and hopefully I can get my monthly payment reduced? So two questions bundled into one. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say this. So my dad is in his mid-70s, and they just refinanced the house because the rates were so much lower than what he was paying, and he was able to lower his monthly um, – well, my, him and his mom – my mom's their monthly mortgage by, like, over $200. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it was worth it. So it, it, it made sense. You know, my dad is an accountant, and he's, like, the, the brains behind the budgetista who taught me what I know. So at first I was thinking, aren't you a bit old to be refinancing? But – because, you know, he's on a fixed income, our mom still works, it made sense. He did the math, he did the numbers, he asked all the questions, and he was like, you know what, I'm able to save over $200 a month. That's less money that comes out of my fixed income that I have. Um, so it made sense. Um, Rates are so, very low right now. And it makes it makes sense to, especially if like, so if your mortgage is anything over like 5%, then I would say, heck yeah, get the unto a bank to refinance. Um, but if you don't like one of my favorite things to send people, cause my friend just asked me this on Twitter the other day and I just sent it him. I just sent it him. Good Lord. I sent him to, um, uh, smart asset and bank rate both have a really easy mortgage refinance calculator. And it just kind of, you put your numbers in and it tells you how much you stand to save by refinancing. And it can really just kind of show you, um, you know, is it worth it? Is it do the numbers make sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I really, it comes down to, do the numbers make sense? Asking about all of the fees, at the end of the day, what, I'm, what am I going to be paying? My mother used to teach me that, that when you're doing any sort of financial transaction, get that last when I sign the papers numbers. Because a lot of times, you know, there are all of these numbers that they throw at you, but when it all comes down to it and you look at the number at the end, it's not what you started with. So asking, what is that end number? What am I really going to be paying a month as a result? Um, like what is my actual bill going to look like? Um, and just making sure that it makes financial sense. Is your mother struggling financially? Um, what's the, you know, I don't know. Do you know the current interest rates right now, Mandy? I think they are a little over 3%, right? Ooh, okay. I was thinking that. So like your mother, that'd be, that would cut her interest rate in half. So that would, you know, that might be a significant, um, reduction in her monthly payment. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd say. 5%. Current interest rates on a 30-year fixed mortgage as of July 27, 2016, drumroll please, 3.63%. 15-year fixed, 2.89%. I'm a fan of the 15-year mortgage Me too. because you get that thing off your back yep. very quickly. That's what, that's what I want to go for. Me and um, Superman were just talking about like either – I told him I don't want to live here anymore. I'm like, mm, I'm over it. Like, oh, I'm by many. 
I know. That's the only thing that keeps me here is that the community, it reminds me of what when I grew up, how it was, how families are. Like, if I leave my lights on in the car, someone will knock on my door. Like, when I'm bringing, like, the food in, the kids will help me bring the food. Like, random kids will be like, want me to help? So, <laughs> you know. So? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because, you know, they want those ice pops. <laughs> I was going to say, what's in it for them? I know, but they're so cute. And then, like, when I, when I come in the backyard, all I hear is a chorus of, hey, Miss Tiffany! You know, <laughs> led by many. That's Miss Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will definitely miss because sometimes when you move deep into the suburbs, there's a lack of community feeling there where yeah. like here you just it feels good when I come home and I get that. But then there's also like it's still Newark. So there's some and where we live is like on the borderline of like downtown and the other part of town. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's like a lot of other elements that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I think I want a little bit more quiet. Like, for example, I'm so shocked that we're taping right now. Usually by now, someone is blasting their music on a huge speaker and you just have to deal all day long. It's going to be. So you know what it's like to live in Inwood. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Either that, it depends whose barbecues that day. Is it, is it the, you know, the Dominicans next door? Whether you're going to hear some Spanish music. Is it the, the black folks across the way that you're going to hear some, you know, hip hop, R&B, trap music. Is it, Sometimes three people are having a barbecue, so you just get like a, a, a cacophony. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, cacophony. That's a nice word. I know. I learned it like a little while ago, and I like it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, which I like in some ways, but in some ways, I'm like, I'm ready for some peace and quiet. Plus, our place is too small. It's only a two-bedroom, and I really need an office. Man. And are you – see, this is – we could do a whole episode on, like, how couples decide where to live because this is the single most – this is this is the only thing we've ever not agreed on where mm. we're going to move to because he's just like you. He's like, I'm sick of the noise. I mean, everything you're talking about, the community, the having people around, that's everything he hates right now about where we live because <laughs> it's like <laughs> everybody's always around and in your business and they're like loud and it's dirty here. You know, Inwood is nasty. Really? Um, it's like it, – it's such a – it's such a – um. It's it's an extreme example of like income inequality in New York City. I'll say real quick. So there's basically the one street that divides both halves of Inwood. Or it's called Broadway. It's always Broadway, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and on the one side near the nice parks, it's the it's the wealthier, more white um, side of town. And then we live on the other side, which is it's not so it's it's bordering the projects, and it's it's just all ma- majority Latino, lower income different side of stuff and um and uh the clubs and like very loud there's like a, there's a clash all the time between the higher income side of broadway and like the lower income side who's trying to preserve their you know how the neighborhood's always been and resisting what it's becoming mm-hmm. um it's kind of interesting to like live here during this time when when those two sides are clashing against each other but yeah fiance is uh, ready to get the hell on out of here and i'm yeah i don't know if i'm ready to leave the city yet I know. And I, I mean, it's so because it's so convenient. Like, honestly, like the train station to New York, the 15 minute train is not even across the street. It is a, a three minute walk, like right on, right next door. So getting to the train is so easy. Plus living downtown, the, um, the airport is like a seven minute drive to an international airport. Mm. So I don't know that I'd leave, we'd leave Newark. I just don't know if I want to live here so it's weird because he my you know um superman has lived like in basically the hood his whole life so he he has never lived in the suburbs so i don't know how he's going to react to not having his boys so close you know what i mean he's used to that community feel 
And I've had both. And I do enjoy the community feel, but I'm also like, oh, I need a break. So I'm thinking that the compromise would be that we'll live in Newark, but maybe like um, there's really nice, beautiful sections kind of like around. So it's like not quite near like the busier section. So plus Supergirl goes to a really great school here. And I know he wants to keep her in that school. So, I mean, I'm willing to compromise because I don't mind the city. I just want more space and I want more green yeah. Less buildings, you know, that makes me happy. Parks in Jersey. There are, oh my God, you have no idea. There's a park that's like maybe like a 15 minute walk, or not even from where I live. It's like one of my favorite places to go think, Branchwood Park. And it is so pretty. There are parts that I've discovered that I'm like, where am I? Like 18th century England? It looks like the rambling bush. It's so beautiful, honestly. And so I'm feeling like I would love to live that way because the park is right there. But that part of Newark, North Newark, good luck, girl. Bye. It is expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's another talk. Speaking like extreme income, very differences. Like Newark's a prime example too. Mm-hmm. You got multi-million dollar houses, <clears throat> and then like ten minute drive later, you've got like you know the project buildings. Mm-hmm. 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 Side note: You need to watch Viceland's new series with Michael K. Williams. He played Omar on The Wire. Okay. Do you ever watch The Wire? No. Oh, I know. Just, he's just like. He's just a beautiful, beautiful man. Michael K. Williams. Anyway, so he's, was, he was on Boardwalk Empire. He's from – he lived in Newark a lot while he was coming up and while he was becoming famous with The Wire and everything. And anyway, so he hosts a new show called The Black Market on Viceland. And I was just watching it last night. And the first episode that I saw anyway was in Newark looking at the carjacking um, phenomenon and, and how dangerous it's become. And it's because you have all this temptation being near the really expensive part of town mm. aligned with the really poor part of town. And then, the, you know, the kids there who have, don't have any, you know, any resources or any jobs or whatever are, are just doing really dangerous things and going and boosting these cars, not just boosting, but like carjacking with guns. Mm. And stuff. I digress, but you, you, I think you'd like it. It's about Newark. No, no, I would. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't, I hadn't heard. I mean, like, I've definitely, obviously you hear the violence. stuff. just the other day, like not even the other day, yesterday at 11 a.m., a dude stabbed his wife, like in our complex. Well, like, cause our complex is really big. It's 300 like townhouses. But I was like, uh, Superman, it's time to go. Cause I'm like, what in the hell? And yeah, so just knowing that these like, like carjackings, all this other stuff. And of course, nowhere you go is exempt, but and every place you go has issues and problems, but there's just certain issues that you're you're wanting to trade out for others, you know? Yeah. And if I could bring it back, we forgot to answer. Well, one of the questions she also had was, how do we start talking about all this with the mortgage question? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving. Sorry, it's, it's Nina girl. Sorry, Nina girl. <laughs> well, her, this one question is, um, should she refinance? If so, should she go to a bank or a credit union? Um, you definitely want to shop around for the best mm-hmm. rate. Um, first and credit unions can be very kind with their rates they're able to give lower rates because they don't spend a lot on marketing and all that kind of yeah. crap and fees so um my 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 inclination is to start with a credit union or a local bank first um yeah, and but shop around you just never know because you know it's like going to to different places to buy clothes yes you know that traditionally um macy's is more expensive than old navy but macy's might be having a huge sale that day you know so just shopping around and, and making sure that you get the, the best rate and asking that question. Like when I bought my home, I was like 25. But one of the things I, I asked was when it's all said and done, what is my bill going to look like? Because they would give you all these random numbers and this and this and that. Okay. So what is my monthly bill? going to? I need that number because you can give me a super low rate, but there are all these other fees and PMI and blah, blah, blah. 
So I was able to make a decision based upon what my actual bill was going to look like. And when I got it, that's exactly what it was. Is that though danger too when you are refinancing that they're going to, like you want to lower your monthly payment so they might put you in a longer term loan, but won't that, like couldn't that eventually make you spend more in interest over the long term? Because like your payment might look smaller, your monthly payment might look smaller, but if you're stretching out how long you're making those payments, um, you could end up spending more just the same, like in the same way. So there's a lot of different... For numbers to ask for. You're right. No, for sure. Asking like, okay, what's my monthly payment going to be? And in the end, what am I going to end up spending and paying for this house? So just getting all of your numbers like, and just making sure that you're okay with those numbers because you're right. The longer you pay on something, um, it could raise how much you end up paying for the thing itself. That lower payments don't necessarily equal less money in the long run. Yes. And that was, she has a mortgage, so personally she had a mortgage at 4.25%, which is not bad, but it's not as good as some of the other lower rates. Even shaving a percentage point off your mortgage can make a big difference, or like half a percentage point. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about a 30-year mortgage, it's a lot of money you could save. Um, she did get the mortgage last August. I think you have to wait at least like six months before you can really change mm-hmm. to refinance your mortgage. What is it, like six to eight months at least? Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that it's been so soon might be an issue, but... Um, it's about well, actually, it's August. Oh my God, it's about to be August. I know. So had it for a year. Okay, you probably can. Holy crap, my birthday's coming up. Ow. Hey, <laughs> twenty nine. I've already Ooh. started saying I'm twenty nine because it sounds like a nice age. I like it. <laughs> Look at you claiming it before it's here. <laughs> I've been because it's like it's just exhausting to say I'm twenty eight, but in a month, you know, when you go to the dentist, they're like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, twenty nine. Own it, live it, love it." Yeah, right. I'm about to be 30. It's so weird saying 37. I'm like, who's that? Wait, is that me? Oh my god. I love ages that end in seven. I had the biggest party for my 27th birthday. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. She said, I love ages that end in seven. <laughs> I do. I'm getting married on the seventh in 2017. I just like the number seven. Seven, like honestly, seven. is. I'm not gonna lie. It's my favorite number. So I'm teasing you, but it's my favorite number. I'm 30. You know, lucky seven. 37 could be a big birthday. Not sure what could happen. I know. I feel like you should have a party though and get everyone you love. I know in the room, right? Probably like a birthday party. I'm like, just come. Get a get a manicure too, just in case. I know. No, you already know I am. I'm going to get a manicure and my face beat professionally because you know pictures. (laughs) Jerome's going to be like, really? I mean, Superman. It's going to be like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Looking like Oprah. Yes, I'm ready. I'm here. Right? And then he's like, and you know, here's a teddy bear. I'm like, that's not. That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> oh, that's the saddest image. You and your pageant makeup. <laughs> Wait. Doing like, like doing the wave, like the princess pageant wave. And right? then being and then, given a teddy bear. I know, right? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but still having to be graceful about it because you're a beauty queen. Exactly. Like, no worries. And all my friends and family are there like, so that was kind of a a letdown. <laughs> No, but it's all good, though. All right. So you want to end at any any last win or you want to end with a book suggestion? I'm going to end with a win, which is going to be Flotus' speech. And it's going to be a reminder that we should all do our civic duty and go watch Michelle Obama's entire speech on a internet connection near you. Um, you will thank me for it. You're welcome in advance. And I'm going to end with a book suggestion, although I have not read it. But um, I, one of my great friends, she's got this uh, black bridal brand, well, women of color bridal brand called Munaluchi Bridal. And I saw her post it on social media, so I bought it. It's called Contagious, 
why things catch on. Um, and it looks really good. I'm excited to read because I, I love marketing books. And so if you have a business or you just try to, fit, you know, you just like reading, I don't know, marketing books like I do. Who um, doesn't? I know, but honestly, it's got, really, it's got really great reviews. And so I'm excited to read it. I'll, I'll report back. But yep, Contagious, Why Things Catch On. And we're going to start like, you know, so me and Mandy are going to start sharing our resources. And some of you guys will like tweet us and stuff and ask about them. So we're going to start giving you guys the links to the resources we mentioned in, um, on our, on our website. What's our website again? Brownambitionpodcast.com. Whoa. It's like you don't even know us. <laughs> Did I say it right? Brownambitionpodcast.com. So if you ever hear something on the show and you're like, wait, what was that? We'll, we'll be sharing the links and stuff. We'll have like a little resource section. Yes, we will. I agree with that. Gonna do mm-hmm. that. Yes. That thing there. <laughs> the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie Real Estate or Money Podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs>